Like it, it wouldn't. All right, Molly. It probably wouldn't look. What a nightmare. Like... <laughs> What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q and A. For our first question, Framed Citizen asks if Hu Yang could be a big part of the Dawn of the Jedi movie. I think he could be. I, I think it's interesting that the timelines book, and I usually try to not read too much into reference books, but the timelines book sets his creation at just shortly after the creation of the Jedi, around 25,000 years before the Battle of Yavin. So interesting. It's, it's interesting that they would put that detail in there. I mean, we got to see who made him, right? Mm -hmm. That would be cool if it were like about who made him. Right. It's interesting to think about that period of time where the Jedi are coming about, but they are already having droids running around. Like, I, I assume a Jedi builds Hu Yang and is like, oh, yeah, I know how to throw a droid together. No problem. It's mm -hmm. not like the technology there is difficult. Yeah. I mean, they need help, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, fr and friends. <laughs> and friends. Yeah, it's this one Jedi just like, he's basically like uh, Tom Hanks in Castaway, and <laughs> Hu Yang is his Wilson. Oh. Uh, that could be kind of sweet, but uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if, like Hu Yang says in the Clone Wars, he has a record of every lightsaber ever built in the Jedi Order, which, is that hyperbole or is he telling the truth? Well, I mean, like you said, in the Jedi Order, every lightsaber right. built. Yeah. No secret lightsabers. No secret lightsabers. <laughs> no dark sabers. But I, I wonder if he was like a necessary invention for a Jedi to help like build the first lightsaber. Yeah. It's like, I have this idea for a weapon, but I just can't get it to work. Yeah. They just needed a little jumpstart help. Or like you said, he just wanted a friend. And so he built this droid so he could be like, look what I built. It's a light sword. And <laughs> Hu Yang was like, wow, I'm going to record that and every other one from now on. I'm like, maybe he needed a he, she, they, whoever the first Jedi is. Uh, maybe they needed uh, an interpreter someone like 3PO around. Yeah, if if they're on Octo and uh, they're trying to communicate with all of the Lanai. Yeah. <laughs> trying to be like, I'm not here to mess everything up. They're already furious. I feel like Hu Yang would be, back then, would be bragging about knowing a hundred languages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know all 100 I'm languages. I'm fluent in more than a hundred languages. That's actually very funny. I could see them doing that. that that's a good call back to Star Wars without... And maybe it is on the nose, but I think that's a funny idea. Uh, ways that they could kind of connect 3PO and Hu Yang a little bit. Uh, but it's interesting that he's going to be in the Ahsoka show and that we are going to do the Dawn of the Jedi series. Like this is a, a way to introduce him to a larger audience on television so that if he's in Dawn of the Jedi, they can be like, oh, it's that guy from that thing. Yeah. TJ Jones wants to know if we'll be doing more coverage for Young Jedi Adventures. Probably at some point, but not in the immediate future. Uh, we, we did a really fun interview with the producers of the show that you can check out, but we're not going to do a review on every individual episode uh, because they're pretty straightforward. They're very cute. We've seen them all. I, I do think that when the second part releases at some point, I don't know when, uh, but I believe there are more episodes on the way. And James Waugh teased some very fun stuff about the future. Again, if you watch that interview, I don't want to like jump into spoilers here if people are worried about that for Young Jedi Adventures. But mm -hmm. he said some things that I was like surprised he told us and excited about the future. 
when that stuff happens, I I think we'll be covering it. Yeah. Uh, Like you said, the episodes are very straightforward. There's not really a lot to cover. Um, If if we had kids or new people with kids that were watching this show actively, we might talk to them about it. But when it's just us, we do have reactions to all the episodes that I'm working on getting up on Patreon soon. So keep an eye out for those. And I've just enjoyed seeing... Uh, the very positive reaction to it because you know it, it's not made for us we watched it i was like this is super cute i i enjoyed it we actually did uh kind of spread it out a little bit and enjoy the episodes and we were both like you want to watch more young jedi adventures like it, it wasn't like it was a chore to do that mm-hmm. and i've seen so many great comments of people being like this is such a great thing to share with my young children that like aren't quite old enough for Star Wars, but they're enjoying sitting down and watching Star Wars with their younger kids. And like that, that's really nice to read about. Yeah. And, you know, if and when the part two happens and comes out, maybe we'll do like a fun facts video covering all of it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Especially as like, I I do think that there will be connections to other media at some point and if if nubs ever pops up in the acolyte then (laughs) we'll be able to talk about his childhood (laughs) i can't wait jack grinnan asks if we think a star wars sith game could work like fallen order and survivor interesting thought considering what happens throughout the game survivor i'm still trying to be delicate about spoilers but I don't think that they would ever go that direction to be like, we're going to do a power fantasy about being a Sith mm-hmm. straight up uh, in that way. I don't know. It's like, I think it can be done because, you know, Knights of the Old Republic was very Sith heavy and you could choose the Sith path in the end. Uh, I don't know. I, I just don't know that they will or... I'm not sure that they should. Yeah, I I don't think that's really in the Star Wars as a franchise in their best interest or like the vibe that they want to go for is like a Sith focused, uh, bad guy focused game. I think, you know, if someone were to be undercover working with the Sith, that would be kind of cool. It would be similar to the Battlefront story, I think, where you start out as a Sith, and then it quickly shows you're you're trying to escape the Sith and like go to the light side. It would be more like that sort of thing. Yeah, the only thing I'm wary of is like the glorification of the dark side of the Force, mm-hmm. which I'm I'm not gonna pretend it wouldn't be fun to run around with Force lightning and everything. It's like, and certainly uh, dark forces as well, like. Ever since you could use the Force in video games, there kind of was like a dark side path as well. Uh, I I just don't want them to present it in a way where it's like, this is badass and awesome and that's all you need to know about it. It's mm-hmm. like that that goes against the philosophy of Star Wars. So if as long as they found a way to balance that and like, I think Star Wars Jedi Survivor and Fallen Order, they've handled the Force really, really well. Like, video games and Star Wars, I think it's always a difficult thing to balance just, yeah, the fun and the power fantasy of it all with what does Star Wars actually mean. So I'm like, you know, if anyone could do it, Respawn probably could find a way to be like, you can use the dark side, but there are consequences and 
exploring that. So I, I think there's potential for it, but that that's the only thing I would be cautious of. Yeah, I, I think the key word there is balance. Like, I know the title of this series is Star Wars Jedi blank, and I, I just don't think they would do Star Wars Sith blank because, yeah, they're, they're focusing too much on the dark side. And like you said, we don't want to glorify the dark side, have it be a power fantasy because we see the struggle with the characters in Fallen Order and Survivor of like balancing the light and the dark, despite the name being Jedi. Mm-hmm. It's like I just have this idea of running around like murdering half the galaxy. And it's like, you know, I <laughs> I did that in the Phantom Menace game that came out. Like you could run around Mos Espa and I just was like slaughtering everyone. And I, I was having the time of my life and I was 12. I remember throw, going into a cantina and tossing in a thermal detonator. And I was like, I, I just don't think that they should that's, do that now. <laughs> that's messed up. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm admitting that. I'm worried about you now. Well, yeah. It caused a lot for, for I had to reckon with everything I did to Mos Espa. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Nesbitt wants to know if Tantalor and Lyrasan are the same planet. I, I can't remember if we... We definitely answered this recently. I can't remember if it was in a Q&A or just in a live stream or what. But we, we've talked about just all of these planets that are popping up as like these safe havens that are difficult to get to. Uh, but no, I don't think that Lyrasan and Tantalor are the same planet. I don't think so either. There were no Lasat there. Right. And that is, <laughs> the, that is the thing when the Lasat, when Zeb and everyone else gets to Lyrasan... We don't see the surface, but they're like, oh, some Lasat people live here. So I would assume that it would be inhabited. And Tantalor looks like it is just completely empty. Mm-hmm. The way that you get to uh, Tantalor was different, still difficult, still kind of like using the force in a way. But I don't think you had to. Like, Grease can get there <laughs> yeah, uh, w- with some help. You got With four, the compass. You got four arms. You're a good pilot. You can get there. <laughs> yeah, and you got that compass thing. Yeah. So I, I think that it's just a different, similar idea, but they are different planets. Yeah. I mean, the, if if one secret safe haven type planet exists, there are going to be more like it. It's a big old galaxy. Yeah. If we can have a billion desert planets out there, we can have a handful of safe haven planets. <laughs> Jackie Feist asks if Keller and Beck could still be around helping save children along the hidden path. Please. I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, why not? That was the first thing I thought after, oh my God, that's Ahmed Best and Keller and Beck is on screen and he's like, the very next thought I had was, oh no, we're probably about to see him die. <laughs> like knowing that he was the one to save Grogu. So the fact that they both got off the planet gives me hope mm-hmm. and like the 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 whole reason it's great for him to be rescuing Grogu because he was a teacher and he was so involved with the younglings. Yeah, like the hidden path would be something that he would be very passionate about. Mhm. And I I feel like this is up to Ahmed Best really if if he wants to come back as this character, that would be cool and like especially if it were in a video game it would be super easy <laughs> to have him just do the voice and that would be cool, but like if we ever got any kind of sequel material for Obi-Wan, he could pop up there. There's that. I mean, he, he talked about, Ahmed Best recently talked about, or maybe it was Filoni and Favreau. Someone talked about like, oh, you never know, we could see Keller and Beck again, which 
it makes sense that we would. I think that we will get more flashbacks for Grogu. Mm -hmm. We'll see what happened to him. But uh, yeah, I love the idea that Keller and Beck would have been one of the founders of the Hidden Path. And I'm trying to, I don't think his name was carved into the Obi-Wan wall anywhere. Might have been somewhere just slightly out of focus. It's funny, like Seer and Eno Cordova, they were, and never thought that that would have alluded to something. But Keller and Beck, that would have been a fun one to throw on there because I would have been like, oh, what a fun inclusion and (laughs) still would not have ever guessed he was the one to save Grogu. Yeah. Uh, I don't think his name was written down, but... To me, that makes perfect sense. And just like Quinlan Voss is running around and helping out, I, I, I really hope Keller and Beck sticks around for a while. Yeah, I, it would be a shame to to have him come in and be so badass and be the one to save Grogu, and then so quickly show him being killed. And you you brought up a video game, and when Cal's story is over, I super would not mind if they just shifted the Star Wars Jedi franchise to something else. So Star Wars Jedi, The Hidden Path. If it's like a one-off game and you play Ooh, as Keller and Beck. I like that title though. And like Grogu, could you could be protecting Grogu the whole game. What do you think about that? I would never leave the house. <laughs> just like have the game on all the time. <laughs> Not even playing it, just looking at it. Yeah. Zelda what? <laughs> Today's video is brought to you by ExpressVPN. A VPN, or virtual private network, creates a secure tunnel between your device and the internet. Browsing online using your PC, phone, laptop, tablet, or any device sends out countless pieces of information into the digital world. That's why, even when I'm at home, I make sure I have ExpressVPN running. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your internet service provider can't see the sites you visit. It doesn't matter who your internet service provider is, ISPs in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies. ExpressVPN keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. It's available on all your devices and runs seamlessly in the background, and it's easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by Business Insider. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com explained, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash explained. Expressvpn.com slash explained to learn more. On to YouTube questions, Trill Genth wants to know if the Young Jedi Adventures will grow and mature with its audience similar to the other animated shows. I don't think so. I think this is more of a special case. Mm, I mean, maybe in like several years we could see some some online exclusive shorts of them as they're aging to be a little bit older. But yeah, I think this is like specifically for an age group that isn't going to, you know, age up with its audience too far. Mm -hmm. You know, what would be interesting is if they had like a, a new set of characters every season or every few seasons where it's like, okay, Kai and Lys and Nubs have all graduated to becoming Padawans. And let's say that Young Jedi Adventures is wildly successful with uh, this demographic that is aging up. Then they could make like a new a Clone Wars-esque series for them to watch and evolve with. But I think Young Jedi Adventures will always be for young Star Wars fans. Right. Because it, it's meant to be like an entry point, but it, it could be something where a new 
cast cycles out. Or it could be like Bob's Burgers or any other animated series where it's like, those kids are going to be kids forever. They don't age. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be 25 seasons in and (laughs) Nubs and Kai are still going to look like that. Well, plus, you know, the show is meant to be fun and lighthearted and teaching these young, young kids these lessons the older those kids get, the more complicated their lives are going to get and like the more complicated lessons. So, I mean, we could go that route, but I think we've said it already enough times. Like it's made for a specific young audience that I think will stay there yeah. and stay with those kinds of lessons to be taught. Keep I, it fun. Keep it light. We don't need to see anyone going through puberty and the (laughs) trials and tribulations of that. (laughs) (laughs) I think that like this will be an entry point for young fans. And then instead of growing up with that show, they will switch over to the clone wars or, or something else and grow. I guess they could go young adventures, star Wars resistance, clone wars, and then go on from there. Something new could come along with, with brand new characters. And maybe in that show, one of them could pop up. Like we want nubs in everything, so have him be a cameo in in a in a future animated show. Right, and we don't know what show is next after the Bad Batch. We're gonna get a third and final season of the Bad Batch, and then I assume they have something else outside of Tales of the Jedi that is going to be like an ongoing series, but we don't know what or when. Matthew Kelly and Dragon Blaster Ten Thousand both ask what visions, characters, or planets we would like to see in canon. I do think that this is a possibility at some point, and I, I've been saying that since Volume 1. I kind of think sooner or later we will get a, a reference to Star Waver, the band. Part of me is surprised that that's not one of the songs that you can get in Star Wars Jedi Survivor mm. or like a song from Star Waver. That would have just been a fun little inclusion. Yeah. Uh, so as far as planets, I loved the planet in Ao's song. Very cute planet, yeah. The, that last episode where, where it was like full of kyber crystals that, that were being mined. Yeah. And... I should say, yeah, very cute planet, but also a really cool foundation for a planet. Yes. Like the outside of it, aside from all the kyber stuff, it looked a lot like Pabu mm. uh, from Bad Batch, which I, I loved that place. It just like looked like a tropical paradise almost yeah. so that that planet would be cool the idea of like a dark side ilum almost where mm. it, like it was ilum that some sith lord came and corrupted fully yeah and but still life can thrive there and the people go on and they try to purify and heal their planet i i thought that that was a really great setup for a, a world or like take the idea of a dark side cave and make it a whole planet mm. Like it, it wouldn't. All right, Molly. It probably wouldn't look. What a nightmare! Like, it probably wouldn't look like what we saw in that episode. But if all the kyber crystals are naturally red, mm-hmm. that would make sense if it were just like a naturally more leaning towards the dark side planet. But that doesn't mean there's not a ton of life there and mm-hmm. people can't thrive there. It's just you have a character like Ow, 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 Ow. I can't say the name very well. Uh, but you have a character like her come along. And sing a little song and purify everything. It's great. Yeah, I, I like that idea. I also think Golok, that's an Outer Rim planet. And just the way that the bandits of Golok was set up, uh, the creators, um, 88 Pictures, they they talked about how they wanted their story to fit right alongside any other Star Wars story. Like sometimes Visions would 
make their own twists on classic Star Wars things, but this was like we had stormtroopers and purge troopers, and yeah, they're just on this very distinct planet Golok. Mm-hmm. So I-, I could see that one fitting in. I really love that Inquisitor as well. So if they were to make him canon, I'd be down for it. <laughs> and we loved the idea of like hiding a secret Jedi temple oh, yeah, yeah, or, cool. or or a path for the Jedi underwater. Speaking of the hidden path again, like mm-hmm. that that could be part of the hidden path. And, and a lot of the things that I see could like they could be canon is just if we got some more hidden path stories and they were like uh, we have a contact out in our outpost on Golok. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, great. Perfect. So I, I really think that there are lots of options for things from Visions to become canon. But also, I don't know how far they're going to go into that because maybe some of these stories will one day continue on. Maybe the, the Ninth Jedi will get a sequel and it should be their vision. And the whole idea, <laughs> I didn't even mean to say that, but the whole idea of that was that they tell their own story without any restraints of canon and stuff. So if if they made elements of Ninth Jedi canon, and then they were like, well, now you're a little more restricted when you do the Tenth Jedi or whatever. Mm-hmm. That That's kind of a struggle. Yeah. I mean, this is all just kind of like, if if this were to happen, which I don't think it will. Like, I don't think a lot of this stuff will carry over into canon stories. But if it did... Uh, the Ardman characters yep. from I Am Your Mother, I think they would fit in perfectly. I love that the, that Wedge is in that story mm-hmm. too. Like I think that is one that I think the most people could probably get into and like follow the, follow that story and those characters. Um, That's I see a yeah. lot more in Visions Volume Two that I'm like, I think that you could translate this into canon pretty easily. Like. Obviously, the Ardman stuff was heightened, so if you just, like, pulled back a little bit on the exaggeration, all of those characters could fit in some New Republic Flight Academy, and, like, they could just, if we were due to, if we were going to do an X-Wing comic series set during the New Republic, and it's, like, just in the background, you see a Wookiee and a Twi'lek, and I don't know what the other species was, and a human with that haircut, (laughs) and we could be like, oh, that's a fun little Easter egg. Mm Mm-hmm. Joe Mikowski wants to know if we'll be seeing more Gendai in the future now that Dirge and Ravis are around. I love this question, and I hope so, because I love the idea of those characters and the fact that they live forever, essentially. And, like, Ravis specifically, the way his story plays out in the game, I don't want to spoil anything, but I liked the end of his story in that game. I also think that there's potential for more Gendai now because, uh, you know, I, I know a ton of people saw the 2003 Clone Wars back in the day, which introduced Dirge, but I feel like Survivor is probably the larger audience. So now more people know about this species. And, you know, we, we didn't get to spend as much time as I wanted to with Ravis. Like I had this vision of like, oh, God, we have to fight a Gendai. So I thought maybe <laughs> you'd fight him over and over and over and like you keep cutting limbs off and they would grow back and it would just be so difficult and honestly thank goodness you only had to fight him once because it took me like four hours on the grandmaster but (laughs) you fight him once but it's like a bunch of little fights at a time like yeah it it still feels like fighting him more than once Mm -hmm. so but i i think that that could pique the interest of a lot of people who 
maybe hadn't seen again die before. And yeah, now maybe they'll go watch the Clone Wars 2003 or the Bounty Hunters comics are about to bring Dirge in. Uh, he came back in Dr. Afra a year or two ago just for like a quick appearance. But now I think he's going to be in the Bounty Hunters comic coming next or it might be Dr. Afra again. Either way, there's more Gendai there. And I know there was one in the Old Republic games. Like, they've been few and far between, but I think that the more people know about them, the more likely it is that we will continue to see them. Yeah, I just find their that species so interesting. And, like, how many are there left in the galaxy at this point? How long have they been around? And, like, it's, it's like, such a big deal if if two Gendai get together and, and if they want to start a family, they have to realize that their kids will be around forever. <laughs> so, like, that's a... It's just, like, it completely changes a family dynamic, and I, I think it's so interesting, and I would love to know more about them. I don't think this will happen until, like, the High Republic books, the publishing initiative. I don't... Uh, I think this will finish first. But then I would love to see a High Republic story about... Dagon and Ravis and Tanalore, we can dive into that. That's something that I feel like could use more context. And I would love to see how they first met Dagon, a little more about Dagon's state of mind mm-hmm. at that point in time and what happened to him, why Tanalore was so important to him. So I would love to get like a book surrounding those characters. Yeah. And now I'm thinking like, would there ever be I'm sure there were, but like if you were a Gendai and you were a Sith, how long would that actually last? Because being mm. a Sith is not sustainable, right? And could you imagine being that? I mean, yes to that. That'd be interesting to to see the Force, the dark side, kind of corrupt a Gendai and what that would look like. Mm-hmm. But they can also heal themselves. Yeah. So, but it's kind of like how, uh, how long can someone stay committed to the dark side forever? Huh. I don't think so. <laughs> Especially well, if you're you healing me, yourself. Like. Yeah, you're making me think of like uh, Wolverine or Deadpool where sometimes I, I think Deadpool's whole thing is that he has this great healing power, but uh, he's constantly fighting his illness. So it's not as good as like Wolverine's, but sometimes Wolverine will get poisoned and mm-hmm. like, or it's fighting adamantium poisoning. Or, I'm, I'm not an expert in that field, but <laughs> the, the idea that the corruptive dark side influence could maybe make them weaker in the long run easier mm-hmm. to kill yeah but also i was gonna say can you imagine being a sith apprentice to a gendai master where it's like okay well one day you're gonna have to kill me <laughs> good, <laughs> good luck, luck with that <laughs> that's all the time we have for questions today if you want to leave a question for next week's video just put it in the comments below or sign up for patreon to join our weekly q a discussion if you haven't already please like this video subscribe to the channel follow us on twitter instagram facebook and tiktok and as always thanks for watching and may the force be with you Oh, 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 O'Reilly! You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! Auto Parts.